Today is April 26th. The Yankees had a nice off day after the sweep, and they're about to start a three-game set against the Baltimore Orioles. We're going to talk about the bullpen, the strength of schedule, the blowouts. Just about the Yanks in general, because that's what the whole damn show is about. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by Seat Geek. My name is Jimmy, so next to me is Jake, and in the corner behind the desk, we have producer BBD. Speaking of Seat Geeks, you can use code Yanks for $20 off your first order using the Seat Geek app or the website. Download the app, go to the website. You can check. I was looking at it today. Mm -hmm. I was looking at tickets for Thursday, Mm -hmm. and I saw the bubbles. I saw yellow. Decent deal. Red, not the best deal. Green, this is worth your money. For the seat you're getting and the price point you're getting it for, this is good. It's a very simple way to shop for tickets. They make it easy, and they are the sponsors of the show. So they're hooking you guys up. If you use code YANKS, you can get $20 off your first purchase with the promo code YANKS. Make sure to click the link in the description to download the app. That's code YANKS. Jake, BBD labeled this, you know, vibes are good on a Tuesday. Do you agree? I'm in the dumps. Jim, BBD, we are two transplanted Yankee fans here to talk Yanks with you guys. Um, no, not anymore. Yeah, man. Uh, things are good. We we swept. We swept a good Cleveland Guardians team. We had another Monday night off. Um, I think next Monday we don't, and then there is another one. So, so the Monday night offs are a thing as long as, you know, Knock on wood, we haven't had any rainouts or anything like that yet. So, no, man, we're we're good. I mean, we even bullpen, which I know we're going to be talking about this episode, obviously with an off day it resets, but it kind of reset the day before that because of a blowout win, which we might talk about. Um, and, Jim, you know, we talk about heart streams with some of these Yankee players. Uh, a Yankee guy... That gets forgotten about a lot is back on the Yankees. Miguel Andujar got the call today uh, because Hicksy goes on the paternity list. Oh, he's uh, he'll always have a little piece of my heart. I mean, you know, what were we doing back in 2018? Transplanted Yankee fans, right? So, um, excited to see if he gets a little bit of run. And congrats to Hicksy with uh, with one on the way. That is exciting for Hicksy. Yeah, and Andujar has been tearing it up in AAA. I don't know where he's gonna have in the field. I don't share this the special feelings with him that you have because it's just kind of been frustrating for it's been a long time mm. uh 19 20 21 yeah, it's been a long time since those feelings so long time um but i'm excited to see what he's gonna do he's get a couple i don't they might not even start him which is yeah you know, i'm kind of rooting for that so to keep the regulars out there you don't so, have any of the heartstrings with anduhar at all no nah. no he doesn't tickle a, a bone for me i mean he was out same length as Sevy, obviously different roles on the team, but I, I don't know why I can't. Okay. Okay. Sevy had twenty seventeen. Right. It yeah. goes back further, but the the gap that you originally mentioned. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean twenty seventeen Sevy was Okay. It was awesome. 
Okay. So uh, it's 2018 due. Boy, he got replaced for every CC star. He couldn't play defense, stuff like that. So it was like half and half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, before we get into sharp stats and before we get into the bullpen stuff and the fun talks, we kind of wanted to just have a little like, we come on off an off day. We're even keeled. Our vibes are good. A little debrief. Yeah. We're almost to the first month of the season. We've been on the roller coaster ride already. Had a, a pretty wild down. But at this point, I mean, how do you feel? I feel I feel decent. Like, you know, you spend the whole offseason wondering, did they make the changes? Do we like the changes? Um, did they do enough? Did they not do enough? And what's this team going to look like? Do you feel like at this point we have a sense of what the team is? Ooh. Um, no, no, it's so early. I mean, you say first month of the season, but we also started late, uh, you know, with the extended spring training. I, I think there's two things that we circle. It's, it's the guy we just mentioned, Luis Severino. Um, what is he going to look like throughout this full year? We have enjoyed it. Uh, he battled through his Detroit start, even though he didn't have his grade A stuff and he still gave a killer start. And the other one, I, I, I guess that's my biggest, strongest, best takeaways. The two biggest pivot points of this Yankee season, DJ LeMayhew, Luis Severino, they seem back. And those, that's our either our leadoff hitter or like our unique hitter in the lineup. And a guy that, if he's right, could be one of the best number two starters in baseball. Previously our one. Yeah. As of right now... Those things linger pretty good for me, and that is overriding some frustrations with lineup construction, with rest usage, and frustrations with um, runners in scoring position. Because so far, the the, the good things have been I, uh, DJ has been a positive, Sevy's been a positive. Rizzo has showed me, yeah. you know, that I think he's going to be really, really useful on both. Not useful, it's kind of an odd term, but really beneficial and good on both sides of the ball. Donaldson still uh, need to see more. Obviously, kind of a tougher start for him. Uh, Kiner, we've been half and half. Two weeks of really bad, two weeks of really good. So I'm still putting that in the waiting and see. But Savvy, DJ, and Rizzo, those three, and then the pitching being top three, being the best ERA in the American League, and that's what it was last year, and it was a, it was at a fluke last year, was it not? It doesn't seem like a fluke. There's some changes, and then the depth of the bullpen is crazy to me. Like, I've liked the way Litke looks. I've liked the way Castro's looked, and those are pretty deep into our pen. Right. No, the the pitching as a whole... Last year, you know, people outside of Yankees land, when we talk to them, you know, they still think Bronx Bombers and Yankees and Big Aaron Judge and Stanton and good. I'm glad they do. Even, heck, DJ, the, the two previous years before last year. You think of the Yankees, you think of hitting. We do the all-time Yankee teams, and we go through the hitters. And then you go through the pitchers, and you're like, oh, <laughs> this has been a hitting franchise, huh? Um, the pitching last year was so strong, and we wondered if Nestor was fluky. Um, Tyone had two different halves of his season. Monty is Monty, and Sevy just for this full year, was a question mark. Um, and that's even before getting to the bullpen, and everything has been lights out. And, you know, we, we're lucky enough that we cover around the league in baseball, too. And, and when you talk about some of the coaching staffs, we think about how the Rays 
uh, and their pitchers. We think about uh, Cleveland, the Guardians who just came in. They've been a pitching factory. The Dodgers, obviously. The Yankees pitching, when you start combining the last two years, it feels impactful. It, it, you know, the last Yankees playoff series that we've gone into, full playoff series, not the one-game wild card with an injured Cole last year, there's been talks about who's going to be the two-starter. There's the, the Davey Happ game mm-hmm. from years past. Like, right now, between Sevi, Monty, Tyone, Nestor, all of those guys have an argument to be as good of a two-starter as we've had going into the playoffs. And now we've still got five months to sort stuff out, but with that, having that, any issues on offense as this continue goes on, whether it's Gallo and how that whole situation sorts out, Donaldson, however the infield plays out, those are a lot easier to solve. If the trade deadline comes up and we need another bat, to hit seventh, that's yeah. a lot easier to find than a number two starter. So that's where I think Yankees fans have some serious glimmer in their eye for this season. I agree. I I, I think to be good at pitching is better than to be good at hitting in MLB. And that's not really an original thought or a really like smart thought. It's just kind of the way it is. Right. So I'm excited. I like the Castro trade a lot. Uh, so far, it's been good. And he doesn't even need to get big outs. He's gotten big outs. But even if he's getting those games where we're down two, but we want to keep the offense, you know, hope the offense can get us back in it. Or we're down four, and we don't want to burn the big guys. Right. To have that is a privilege. So I'm excited. So going to Baltimore, we can very much come out of this with another Baltimore losing series, and I will be right back to miserable. But as I sit here, uh, there's a lot of stuff I like, especially DJ Sevy. Rizzo, and then Donaldson, Gallo, Kiner are still, and Kiner's a different level than the other two because he has really been good the last right. two weeks. But those three are still, like, I, I like to see the second month. And I, I, I guess that's why I think I think you guys know I've, I've normally got my, my optimist pants on. Um, a lot, I just know the ride of this baseball season hasn't even started. Like, when I saw Andujar was getting the call yesterday, it was one of the that first time you're like, oh, okay, so who's hurt? Or what's happening? And when you found out it was Hicks, uh, paternity leave, it's like, oh, okay, good. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, there, there's still going to be massive, whether it's injuries or slumps or stuff that affect this season, and that's going to operate. There's going to be opportunities and different young guys that get chances that it's, who who knows? Like, how does this Mike King story end? You know? It, it, like, right now, it's uh, this special, dominant bullpen performance. If there's a couple starting, inju- starting pitcher injuries, does the story move there? Does it not? Like, that's that's where the those books that you read that have the, Go to page 44 if you want to see what's in the cave or go to page 68 if you want to open up the door and turn around. Like, we haven't even started that yet. You like those books? I did. Choose um, your own adventure books. That's what they're called. I mean, I'm not a big book guy, but I was the kind of guy that would just just keep flipping pages and... Just figuring out. They tried to turn those getting, into TV shows recently, and then people different. were like, no, this doesn't work. Yeah, it's too interactive. Yeah. It's like, no, I just want to sit well, on the You couch. tell me the story. Yeah. Well, dude, they also screwed up with those 
because they made you end up going back. I never watched them. I just heard it was that's bad. What it was. Cause like you, you was pick like a loop. One, like you'd end up there anyway. Like you'd pick one or the other, and it'd be like, oh, nope, that doesn't work. Go back, and you're like, well, then I'm not picking my own story. You're still showing me a, a story. Yeah, it doesn't work. You want to do the sharp stats call? I could do that. Brought to you by the tops. Oh, it's the tops. It's man. the tops. I love sharp stats. Tops is hosting a three-day virtual event this Friday, April 29th right. through Sunday, May 1st, called Tops Digicon 2022. The free event will be held on their Tops Digicast Twitch channel and will feature special guests, live interviews, artist drawing sessions, giveaways, and more. Daily programming will run from 11:30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. The event celebrates fandoms across sports and entertainment and puts a spotlight on Top's growing community of collectors who play their digital collectible apps like Top's Bunt and partake in Top's NFT content releases. Those looking to participate in the event are encouraged to check out the Top's Bunt app where event VIP insider passes will be offered that unlock special rewards, in-app surprises, and exclusive content access. Download the Top's Bunt app. Download Tops Bunt to get your Bunt Insider Pass now and be sure to tune in to Digicon 2022 kicking off at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on Friday, April 29th, twitch.tv slash Tops Digicast. Friday. Friday. Tops Digicast. See you there. Hey, guys. It's the one and only Queen of Stats. And this week, I want to talk about the bullpen. Yes, the bullpen has been fantastic and they've been saving the Yankees' butts lately. But I'm a little worried because of all the stress and the pressure that they've been facing this season, and I'm a little worried that it might not be sustainable for the rest of the season. So what I wanted to do was to put into context just how much pressure this uh, the Yankees' bullpen has been facing this season. And to start off, I looked at a concept called the Leverage Index. You guys can find this on Baseball Reference and Fangraphs. And what it does is it basically tries to quantify the amount of pressure that a batter or a pitcher faces in each plate appearance based on the win probability of that situation. Um, so when I looked at the Yankees, when I looked at all bullpens, all relief appearances across Major League Baseball, the Yankees lead the majors in average leverage index. So that means that they face the highest pressure situations of any bullpen in the entire majors. They also are tied for the second most appearances with a high leverage uh, plate appearances. Um, so that means that, you know, they're facing this set tied for the second most high leverage uh, appearances. Then the third thing that I looked at is situations in which the tying or the go-ahead run was either on base, on deck, or at the plate. The Yankees far and away have the most plate appearances by their bullpen of any bullpen in the major le- in the major leagues this season. And the difference is not even close. Um, and then finally what I looked at is situations in which the the bullpen is inheriting runners. So that's another high stress situation. And the Yankees have inherited the second most runners in the majors this season. Uh, the good news there is that they um, they strand a lot of those runners that they inherit. But, you know, this, I don't think this is, this is a situation that is entirely sustainable for the rest of the season. So, yes, the, fanta- the bullpen has been fantastic so far, but I'm really going to be worried if this trend continues. Thank you to the queen of stats. Thanks, Katie. 
Katie Sharp. All right, Jake, we're talking bullpen, Yankees bullpen, their usage, and when they're getting used. This formula, the result of the formula makes sense because what the Yankees have been doing, pulling their starters way early, who are doing a really good job keeping the runs limited against them, and then trying to keep the game stable for an offense that's scoring no runs. So, starter has been at 68 pitches and a runner gets on. Well, we're going to the pen. They inherit a runner. It's probably a one nothing, 0-0, game. And now you're in high leverage, fifth inning for the rest of the game because the offense has done nothing. It's not sustainable. I do think it's a big credit that they're the number one, one of the top bullpens in baseball while leading in all of this. They're not getting easy innings or easy spots. They're inheritor, they've inherited the most, second most runners in MLB and still have one of the best bullpen ERAs and all of that, which doesn't always land on them, but relievers right. are inheriting other relievers' runners as well. So, Yeah, and it, that's early on in the season. That's a little bit of a, a, a double-edged sword because – uh, if the Yankees had a couple more blowout wins, maybe they wouldn't be going to their best relievers, and then those reliever stats wouldn't be as good. Um, but this bullpen's awesome, man. Uh, like you said, that Castro trade currently looks like a fleece because, again, that that looks like a guy that can give you a wipeout eighth inning on any given day, where Joely, even at his best, he wasn't that guy. He was a guy that if there was a lefty bat out, you know, best some of the best lefties in the league, Devers, uh, Otani, he could attack there. But that next guy on deck, whether it's a Trout or Bogarts, they were going to get him. Castro has the stuff on any given day to get any given hitter out. And, man, that that's what this team is right now. I mean, between Clay Holmes, Johnny Lasagna, Chad Green, even though he's struggling early on this year, Miguel Castro, I won't even include Wandy right now, who I love, but you've got four guys there on any given day can be your eighth inning man. Um so, as this season goes on and the starting pitchers get start to get built up, you don't want to be playing the tightrope act every night of saying, all right, six, seven, eight, nine, we're up one or two runs. Because then it goes to the conversation we've had the last couple years. If you rely on that bullpen too much, if one of those guys has a bad day, now you're having a bad series. You just burnt those bullpen guys. You lost the game. And now you're finding yourself, you're putting a guy who, by the way, these guys have been incredible for us, Awandi Peralta or Lucas Lickey, it's that ripple effect of baseball that the next game you might have them in a spot that wasn't ideal for them, and now you're not putting your guys in advantageous spots. So like Katie's call and like you said, you just can't constantly, constantly be doing that tightrope act. But the positive spin is, they can. <laughs> like, if there's if there's currently a team in baseball that can do it, especially with the addition of Mike King and what that can do to reset the bullpen, they are they are set up down there, man. Yeah. They they need some blowout wins. Yeah. That's what they need. That's That was a problem last year. Problem this year, but it's deep. <gasps> but I still even think, like, Marinaccio, he probably got a high leverage at one point. And I think Sears also got high leverage. So they were still using guys. I will say the last, since Cole's start, so the last five starts, mm. every starter has gone five innings or, or more. The last time through. Yep. The last time through, each starter went five innings or more. Tyone went five, and I think Monty went five. I think 
Um, Savvy went, maybe Savvy went five. Let's see. Tyone went five. Savvy went five. Monty went six. Tyone went five. Nestor went 6.1. Cole went 6.2. And Savvy went five. And we got some lighter bullpen usage, especially this last series because it ends in a blowout. And uh, they still use Wandy. Game before that was the comeback and was close, but then King ate up three after Tyone. So it's been better, but they definitely need blots. Last year in 2021, they had tw- they had 14 wins of six runs or more. And some of those, the six runs happened later. In 2019, they had 23 wins of six runs or more. Mm. And last year, they did not spread them out. Like two of them were back to back. And we had we had stretches of just close game after close game after close game that wore out the bullpen. Jim, you know I'm a big Nat King Cole guy. Mm-hmm. If there's a if there's a quiet moment at the office, I go put on some Nat King Cole. What songs you ask? What songs? Unforgettable, Nature Boy, mm. Love. L is for the way you look. Garrett Cole. Yeah. He's a guy that can reset your bullpen. Mm-hmm. He's one of the aces of baseball. Like we saw his last, well, against the Guardians, he went 6.2, probably could have gone 7. That, with the depth of the Yankees' bullpen, can reset your bullpen. King. Nat King called Jim. Mm-hmm. Mike King, with his multi-inning versatility, he's a guy that can also reset your bullpen. Uh, and that doesn't even include, like we said, this whole rotation. Nestor, Tyone, Monty gave us six the other day. Like, if you can get a big cold start, a big King relief appearance, or another start by, by Nestor... Tyone, Monty, Sevy, whoever, and you reset that bullpen, you stay ahead of the game. You know, how how often do we look at, or we we look at the first game of series, and if you can wear out, the first week of the season, we kind of wore out Boston's bullpen. Like, if you can do that, that's how you get momentum and winning streaks and staying ahead of the opponents where you don't, there were times last year where the Yankees were on the other side of that, and it was like, we, we'd do the pregame show, and we'd look at the pitching path to victory, and we'd say, Welp, how are we going to get it to Chappie today? Johnny just pitched back-to-back. Chad's worn out. Uh, Britain's out. Like, And then if your starter can only give you 4.1 that day, now you've got three to four innings of baseball where you're using not your guys, not those guys we just bragged about, and you're setting up your team for failure. So if we can have those reset days once a week, whether it's Cole, whether it's King, whether it's one of the other guys, that's what allows winning streaks and having your best guys available. And, you know, outside of that one really nice win streak last season – where the Yankees were using speed and pitching, and it was kind of, it was beautiful. That's how we can make that a regular thing this year. 
Beautiful. Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole. Have you ever, I don't know if I'm deja vu, have you ever looked at Bill James's game score for starting pitchers before? Have we done this before? So, not really. Maybe we have, but I'm not a game score guy. I never, unless I saw this and did this once and forgot about it, this seemingly is my first time reading it. I It recently got brought up on Chris Rowe's rotation. Giolito referenced it last week. And it was an eye-opening moment for me. Lucas Giolito, uh, the ace of the Chicago White Sox, they were talking about Kershaw getting pulled when he had his perfect game and he wasn't stretched out the first week of the season. And, uh, you know, Chris Rose was teeing it up perfectly, obviously. It's Chris Rose. And he's like, you know, he's like, Gio- Lucas, what do you think of the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, Chris Rose actually, like, pinned him pretty good. He was like, he's like, you know, even though Kershaw only had one spring training sim start, wasn't against other opposition, and Giolito heard that and was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe I would have pulled him. But he didn't actually say that. But the, one of the first things out of Lucas Giolito's mouth was like, Kershaw had a chance for one of the best game scores ever. And I'd, I'm familiar with game score. It's usually from my nerdy out-of-the-park baseball game. I didn't know there were starting pitchers that like use that as a unit of measurement because I think the highest game score ever is Kerry Woods. Dean Chance. Isn't Kerry Wood, or maybe it's modern history is Kerry Wood. 1964 is Dean Chance. Dean Chance out of here. Uh, Kerry Wood, I'm assuming. In a nine, so that was an extra inning game. So in a nine inning game, the best score is Kerry Wood. Gotcha. I'm reading it now. I don't love the formula because yeah. for, strikeouts, I don't care about that. Right. Um, it loves the strikeout. It does love the strikeout. Yeah, I might just... Erase, I might erase that. So subtract four for each runner, each earned run allowed. Minus four for... So this is what it is. If no one knows what this is, you take a starting pitcher, you start him at 50 points, plus one for each out. Uh, so three, if you go, you know, three points per inning, really. If you pitch one inning, you get three points. Right. Three points, blah, blah, blah. Just on outs. Plus two... For each inning after the fourth inning. So if you complete the fifth inning, you get the three for the out, but then you get two more for completing the fifth and sixth and seventh. So then plus one for each strikeout. If I was to do my formula, I don't care about that. Right. So I would take that out. Minus two for each hit you give up. I would just do minus one. For walk. I don't know if they have that in there, but that's what I... If you're going to do the strikeout... The penalty for a walk allowed was doubled from minus one to minus two to be in line with the penalty for a non-homer hit, single, double, triple. Oh, okay. This is a whole thing. Starts with 50 points. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Tom Tango's got his version. So I'm going to make my version. Subtract two points for each Tom. hit allowed. Subtract four points for each earned run and two points for each unearned run allowed and one for walk is the original. So anyway, I was looking at the Yankees game logs and they all have above average game score besides savvy who was average right against the tigers. Cause he gave up a lot of hits. He was battling that day. Yeah. But didn't he give up no runs? Um, no, I but think the, he gave up a couple, right? One or two. Let's see. 
Luis Severino. I'm on J.P. Sears' stat page. That's one earned run. Five innings pitched, one earned run. run. Seven hits. But only, like, one walk, right? So isn't Tyone's start very similar to his? Tyone's start was five innings pitched, seven hits, one earned run, five Ks. Oh, so there's your Ks walks separator, I think. And Tyone got, well, I was right. he got 54, so he got 50. So that makes same ballpark. I'm creating my own game score. Hello. Because Seve should be higher. That outing by Seve, five innings pitch, one earned run, is not an average start in MLB right now. So that's just kind of just a flawed score. Right. All right, anyway. Okay. My, what I went to this page to see the pitch count, and they don't have it on this page, but or they do. and Well, that's what I went to see because they're still not emptying the tank. They're still not going all the way out, and we got five innings or more from every starter last yeah. time through. So if they can, and they've been good, so if they can build on that and the Yankees allow them to get that sixth inning, like Seve next yeah. time should be able to get the sixth inning if he can, and everyone else, that'll help with this equation as well. And I think right now that that will happen. I think if the pitchers continue to be good, they'll let them get that next, that next inning. I think it's been mostly pitch count, not situation. Yeah, it's uh, it, it becomes a little chicken in the eggy, right? Because kind of what we're saying about bullpen and blowouts and and all that stuff. If if Monty, Tyone, Nestor are coming up on the sixth inning, and it's a one or two run game, and they're at their eighty fifth, ninetieth pitch, it's going to be tough for. Aaron Boone, Matt Blake, whoever's pulling the trigger to say, am I going to let a 93rd pitch from Jamison Tyone decide this game? Or am I going to let a fresh Miguel Castro, Mike, Mike King, Clay Holmes? Like, it, that just becomes, it becomes a really tricky yet good conversation as of now because that bullpen's really good. And it's, it, there's more egg on your face if you're Aaron Boone or whoever's making the pitching decisions. If you leave in Monty Tyone Nestor for that 95th pitch instead of going to Miguel Castro or Chad Green, Laza, Holmes. It's true. But, I mean, this is a way to save the bullpen. If right. Those guys are taxed. Well, that's where it all ties together, right? Like, if, if those guys are worn out, <laughs> then Boone kind of has to give the starting pitcher the opportunity. If these guys are fresh, he doesn't. So it's, uh, I don't know, You there's a little wavy thing going on with my hands right now. I mean, we had Brooks Krisky saving games for us last year. Ooh, Albert Abreu. I guess, <laughs> and I guess when you say something like that, that's where I, there's still a part of me that's like, this season hasn't fully kicked into gear, right? Because those moments happen every season, you know? I don't think you Maybe have a Brooks not. Krisky saving games for you every season. Albert Abreu. I mean, Brooks Krisky's first appearance was in April in a three-run game in the ninth, but they were losing. Right. Then it was July. The extra inning game. That was in July when they started bringing him in close games. All the way, and then he did it in September, too. Nuts. Yep. So... The depth is better. I guess that's the bullpen talk. Blowout wins. Seemed like it. Need more blowout wins. 
Yeah. Hopefully the offense heats up. They will. You think they, they will? I was talking to Lucas today. Not my brother. And Lucas I told him D. that I, I do think so. Like, I think they, I think slowly, one at a time, like, it's not going to be dead offense. Stanton hasn't hit. We all think he's going to hit. Mm-hmm. Donaldson truly hasn't hit. Not shots fired. We like Josh Donaldson, but he, He'd he be has the first not to tell hit. you. He hasn't hit. He'd be the first to tell you unless he's at Judge's birthday party tearing it up. That's pretty fun, huh? Rocking the silver hair. Uh, the Joey Gallo story. How, how, how does that, what are the next chapters of that book? Or is it the same chapter? The Glaber Torres question. Uh, does that, what, how does that factor into the season? And then I guess you put IKF in the same bucket. Is, is it going to be a hot, cold season for him? Has something fully clicked and he is the next geotype? Um, you know, that would be pretty cool. We, we never let our brains fully go down that avenue, but that'd be pretty badass. Um, so, yeah, there's still a lot of questions about the Yankees lineup, but it, it goes back. Like, DJ Judge Rizzo, if that's our base, <laughs> then give me two other guys that are feeling it, whether it's a Hicks or IKF or Joey or whoever. Like, yeah. Do you want to move on to guess the lineup then? You want a GTL? I do. I'll, I'll, and I'll make a I'll make a. Are parlay. you going to make a bet? You read the ad. I'm going to read the ad. Let's I'll, make a bet together. I'll, well, you know, it's five-leg parlays for me only. Ooh, it's a five. Five fingertips, five fingertips. Jim, my mic. DraftKings. Uh, and DraftKings. Jim, my fans, mic. Probably no, my mic. Yeah. And I turned to the audience. I said, my mic. Sorry. I haven't been on stage in a while. DraftKings. They're an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Huge. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win. You get $200 in free bets if they do. Mm. You can play their daily DraftKings Fantasy Contest. They still got that going on. Giving away thousands in free prizes. Interested. Interested. Love that it's safe, secure, and reliable. Really like that. Uh, Jim's going to place his five-leg parlay right now. I might place a little cheddar, too. Why not? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY. Bet just $5 and win $200 in free bets if your team wins their game. That's promo code JOMBOY at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. 21 plus. Restrictions apply. MLB trademarks used with permission. See show notes for details. Did you, fit, did you place that five-layer yet? Not yet. I'm bringing it up. I was seeing who they're facing tonight. Jordan Lyles. Mm, coming off a good start for him. Jordan Lyles. Those birds. Those birds been been throwing it all right recently. Happy for uh, them. Two good starts. Yeah, their bullpen is actually the second best bullpen in MLB, like right yeah. behind the Yankees. And all the peripherals. I just read Fangraphs just wrote an article about it. All look like decent. They were ranked 28th, but they're all... It's, it's so far that hasn't been fluky. It's been warranted. Happy for them. They traded away two of their best... Bullpen options before the season. Maybe so. they knew they weren't. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. It could be good GM stuff, or like we do in every baseball season, we could look back and say, aha. So what do you think the lineup's going to be, and then who do you think is going to get hits? 
Who do I think is going to get hit today? Um, I think Aaron Judge. I just placed a single-game parlay. Yankees to win and Aaron Judge to get a hit. Bang. Free money. That's easy. Um, whoops. It's a little too free. I think Stan's <laughs> going to get a hit. I think he's going to come out of it. He's got to get going, right? He crushes Lyles. I think he's going to get out of it. Yeah, I do. Okay, so we're coming off an off day. Mm-hmm. No Aaron Hicks. He's having a baby. So that's the wild card. You'd assume they'd go Towers after the off day. Mm. Gets tricky, right? And they gave Stanton the day off coming into the off day, right? So he's a lock. That's true. He's got to be a lock. Lock to be in. Certainly. If he's not, then it's kind of scary mode. But I, I think he's fine. I think they want. I think he's the perfect example of they wanted to give him a double rest day. Um, I'll go. So not giving him a so double D- rest day to do right field today. DJ Judge Rizzo Stanton, right? DJ Judge Rizzo Stanton. Um, do you have Judge in center? Towers? I got to fill out the nine guys first. Okay. <clears throat> Donaldson? Yeah, I think he'll be in there. Hits really good off Lyles. Got hit off him last time. And um, without Hicks... Uh, I think he'll go behind Stanton with Rizzo breaking up the righties. Then you can do back-to-back righties there. Okay. have done that. Then Gallo. Gallo. Then Gallo after Donaldson. Glaber. And then, yeah, I guess Glaber. Do we have too many in the infield now? Then Kiner. And then... Catcher du jour. Higgy. Who's been catching Seve? Uh, Trevino caught three of the last four. Higgy looked a little lost last time we saw him, but he also got a double, the double off day. I'll go Higgy. I think he got a hit in, against Lyles in Baltimore, too. I'll go so Higgy. I just want to see, has Seve had multiple different catchers? Have they done the, So Higgy caught Seve first. And then in Seve's second start, it was Trevino. And then in Seve's, I'm going backwards order. It was Higgy, Trevino, Higgy. So there's a pattern. Potential. I I was going to go Higgy as well. I'm not sure why. Do we have, well, Cole's not pitching the series, right? Yeah, I think double reset day for Higgy. I think you could put him in the same boat. Then you go Trevino tomorrow and then Higgy the day after the night. Can. Either works. Catcher, we still go don't Higgy, have a pulse Or you go Higgy, on. Higgy, Trevino. Right. Catcher, we still don't have the pulse on. I'm going Higgy for tonight's game. Yeah, I felt that too. I don't know why. Okay. So I think that's the lineup. So what, the question would be is, do you DH, DH with that lineup, you DH, DH DJ Donald. or Donaldson? Donaldson. Okay. But I don't really know. They've now done a DJ DH day, so... Worth considering. Donaldson, I would, I would Donaldson, Donaldson, DH Sunday, had yesterday off. P- partied with Judge. He's a little older, maybe a little hangover going on. I'll go DH, DJ, just because it rolled off the tongue well. Not that I necessarily believe in it. Okay. I mean, that would be a lineup. They've, if, well, no, they've done it with Trevino. Let's see. Have they done this lineup with Higgy? Because we have Hicks out. No, Hicks. Have they repeated a lineup yet? No. So if they go that line, well, if they go DJ, DH, and 
and Trevino catching, right. that would be the first time they've repeated a lineup all year. If they go Higgy catching, then we're getting a new lineup. So Higgy. Locked. So Higgy, because they have to do Let's a see new lineup. Like. I will say this. I kind of want Trevino now just to get two, two lineups. Get a copy lineup. The first time they've had the same lineup. I do have to prep ourselves a little more. Hmm. We do have to be prepared that they're treating Baltimore like a different team. T- Tim Locastro, the last time we saw him, he hit a home run. Gives Gallo the day off. Miguel Andujar just got called up, and they're probably hoping to display him. Is there a chance of them trying to do what Andujar? Do that, or- do that after you win the first two, but you're right. We should prep ourselves. I, I would just be prepped for it. Um, is is there a world where it's like Anduhar left field day, get Gallo a day in right where he's been more comfortable? Playing Anduhar in left, but not Judge is so funny. <laughs> yeah, have fun out there, kid. I think I believe in the minors. Anduhar's done same amount of time at third and left. So they're still playing him at Two. third in the minors. He's played five games. At th- I was looking at it last night when he got called up because holy cow, I was interested because he's up now. That's five games at third, two errors. Five games in left. Five, it's five, five, and two DH days. I'm starting to think he's not a third baseman. He's not a left fielder either, though. Ah, uh, he could. You can hide him out. I feel there. like he has a chance to learn it. Yeah, like there's. Yeah, I agree. Kyle Schwarber's and Nick Castellanos is like. Ryan Braun did it. You can, you can find a way out there. He can't find a way at third base. Um. So I don't know. I'm ready for funny business, like like you said, and I said a couple weeks ago. Let's get two, and then give me, give me the Thursday game with Marwin and Andahar and Tilo. I'd be fine. I'd be besmirched by that. I think Jordan Lyles is due to get blown up, man. Ooh, okay. Now we're talking. Now it's a Yankees show. Let's go. Get rocked, Jordan Lyles. I mean, his last start, he threw the four seam fastball. And uh, against the Yankees, he didn't. Against the Yankees, he was slider heavy. But his peripherals are, are awful. Oh, they are. Like, awful. That's and, a... And in a, in a year where everyone is abandoning the four-seam fastball because if you don't have movement, it's still... It's, it's dropped a ton from last year, from 40% to 25 But it's still his most used pitch. Uh, he's had two good starts in a row, like you said, but it doesn't look sustainable right now. So hopefully the Yankees, and I like Higgy's swing versus a four-seam fastball, so I'd play Higgy. David Cohn would call this baseball savant an Eiffel 65 baseball savant. A what? Eiffel 65. What's that mean? I'm blue. Da-ba-dee-da-ba-da. Oh, oh, wow. That's good There's stuff. a lot of blue on that page. No, yeah, it's not it's not a good baseball savant page, so hopefully the Yankees get to him today. I have a blue house with a blue window. On the T low note from from before, with no hicks this probably this series, or at least next couple there's probably gonna be a T low center field day one of the next two days. Don't know how that should play into our calculus for anything. Win the first two. And get oh, yeah. funky. Put Tilo in center and Duhar in left. 
We haven't. We still haven't gotten consecutive. Don't judge do center that. Field Don't do that. Do right? one of them, but win the first two first. Still haven't gotten consecutive judge center field days. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like I would, I would, I think tomorrow is a good shot to be a Tilo start day. Hmm. Could see that judge hasn't gotten another DH day either or off day, right? Yeah, just that one in Baltimore, right? Just the one. Um, and he hasn't DH yet. I have Sunday or or not Sunday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday being like that day game after night might be Judge DH day. Day game after night, getaway day. So that that Thursday game. Let's not sit him versus Baltimore, but that Thursday game maybe it's a Judge DH day, and that's when that you use that's when you use that's the progression. You use Tilo and center that day. To judge to center, judge to right, judge DH. Stanton plays right. All right. Okay. We'll be live on the pregame show later today to see if we are correct or wrong or what about it. Is that a sneeze? No, I think I, I, think I saw the same thing. So. What are you guys seeing? No, it's not no. mean. No. All right. Okay. We'll see you guys at the pregame show. See you guys. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>